Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. Man, what a powerful series this has been so far. How many of you have been challenged by this series over this last few weeks as we've been talking about cautionary tales? Everybody say cautionary tales. Cautionary tales. And here's what we've learned is that a cautionary tale is a story that is told to give us warning, to kind of caution us, to kind of keep us from falling into danger. And here's what we discovered is that the Bible is filled with cautionary tales, wisdom for our lives, that God loves us so much that he wants to give us caution and warning and wisdom, not to scare us, but to steer us away from harm and away from trouble and away from things that God would never intend for us to find ourselves in in life. And so for these last couple of weeks, we've looked at what the scripture has to say about a few different areas of our life. And we kind of learned to kind of heed the warning. The first week we learned about a couple of guys who decided that they wanted to, they wanted to kind of criticize and complain. And they began to get this attitude of entitlement and it led them to a life of discontentment. And we learned the cautionary tale of, hey, we don't want to live that kind of life. Then last week, Man, we talked about a subject that is incredibly practical to every single one of our lives. We talked about some advice that a father gave to his son that said, hey, be careful because if you get lazy or if you kind of let your guard down just a little bit, here's what can happen is poverty can come on you like a bandit. Everybody say like a bandit, like a bandit, like a, like a thief in the night that you can find yourself broke. And we learned some great things from the scripture about how to manage our finances and most of all, to realize that God is the one that gave it to us all anyway and how to put him first. Now today, here's what we're gonna do is we're gonna wrap up this series and we're gonna talk about an issue that I believe is a huge issue in the lives of people in America today, in the culture that we live in today. We're gonna talk about this issue of burnout. Everybody say burnouts. Now help me out a little bit all over the room and let's be honest because today you're, you're actually gonna have to kind of be really honest with yourself in order to answer this question. But I wanna do a little survey today and help me out by raising your hand if you feel comfortable to do that. How many of you, maybe within the last, I don't know, 12 to 18 months, how many of you have gone through a season or a time in your life where maybe you felt a little bit stressed or a little bit tired, maybe a little bit worn out, maybe like, hey, I just need to get a break from this, to get away. How many of you in the last maybe year or so have felt that maybe in some area of your life, you felt just a little bit burned out? Would you be honest enough to raise your hand? Come on, look around the room at all the hands that are in this place. You can, you can put them down. Man, I don't think that's an uncommon thing. In fact, I don't think it's just in this room. I think it's in this culture that we live in today. In fact, I, I looked up just a, a few statistics about this issue of burnout. And here's what I discovered is that a recent Gallup study did a, did a survey of full-time employees. And this is what they found out, that 20% or 23% of full-time employees reported, reported that they felt burned out very often. Some of them said even always they felt burned out. And then there was another 44% that reported that they felt burned out at least some of the time. 
And here's the deal is that I think this is a lot of us. Uh, and it's not just in your workplace, but it can, it can kind of creep into every area of your life. If you're not careful, you can find yourself, you know, today is Father's Day, but sometimes you can even find yourself a little burned out in your family or burned out in your marriage or maybe burned out in your relationship with your kids. Or maybe, you know, you're here at church today, but maybe some of you are here and you find yourself a little burned out in church or burned out in an area of serving in ministry or even sometimes we can even allow this to kind of creep into our relationship with God and it's really no surprise because the world that we live in kind of leads us right to the edge. I mean, we're, more, we're, we're at a faster pace than we've ever lived at in the history of this world. I mean, we go, we go, we go, we go. There is a greater pressure than we have ever felt before to kind of measure up and kind of produce. And man, social media really adds to that because we're constantly looking at and comparing to what other people are doing and looking at their lives. And there's this kind of constant, weight and this kind of constant pressure that well, I have to measure up and I have to I have to produce and we go here and there and there's all this constant anxiety and stress that weighs down upon our lives and if we're not careful we can find ourselves in a place where we just feel kind of burned out and what is the result of that I mean the result of all this stress and, and maybe even kind of just running on fumes, the result of that is that, man, we have, we have a poor lifestyle. Maybe, maybe it leads to poor health or maybe it leads to poor relationships or maybe, maybe it even leads to some poor choices that actually end up costing us in a big way in our lives. And that's what I wanna look at today is a guy in the Old Testament, kind of a cautionary tale, this guy, a guy named Moses. Everybody say Moses. A guy named Moses, a guy who I believe found himself in a place where he was, he was completely burned out and made some decisions that ended up costing him in a huge way. We find his story in Numbers chapter 20. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn there and read along with me or in your app or on the screen there. You can follow along today. Let's read it. It's kind of lengthy, but let's read it all together. In verse number one, it says, in the first month, the whole Israelite community arrived at the desert of Zin, and they stayed at Kadesh. And there Miriam died and was buried. Now there was no water for the community and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, if only we had died with our brothers when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. Why did you bring the Lord's community into this wilderness that we and our livestock should die here? Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place? It has no grain or figs or grapevines or pomegranates and there is no water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of meeting and fell face down and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord said to Moses, take the staff and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together and speak to the rock. Everybody say, speak to the rock. Speak to the rock before their eyes and water will pour out and you will bring out water from the rock for the community so that their livestock can drink. So Moses took the staff from the Lord's presence and just as he had commanded him, he and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock and Moses said to them, check this out, listen, you rebels, 
Must we bring water from the rock for you? That Moses, then Moses raised his arm and everybody say these words. What did he do? He struck the rock twice with his staff and water gushed out and the community and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land that I give them. Now I think about, man, what an, what an incredible story. I mean, first of all, God is leading the Israelites through this great man, Moses. And Moses is a, is a great leader. And in the past, they ran out of water and God said to speak to the rock or to strike the rock. And so Moses struck the rock and water came out. But in this instance, God says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to speak to the rock. But Moses becomes so frustrated with the situation. In fact, most of the time when you, when you read this story or people who have preached on this story before usually attribute it to anger. In fact, if I've ever preached on this, series, on this story before, I've usually preached a sermon about anger and the struggle with anger and what anger will do. But I think there was something a little deeper that was going on there that it wasn't just an issue with anger. Anger was an outlying issue, but there was something deeper going going on inside of Moses and that he was he was not just angry he was burned out and it got him to a place where he was right on the edge and instead of obeying God and doing what God has said the Bible says that he took his staff and he struck the rock twice and water still came out of the rock but God said to Moses because you disobeyed me in your in your time of stress and burnout you disobeyed me and the result is this thing that you have worked for for the last 40 years you will not experience promised land. Now, man, I listen to that story. And first of all, it kind of freaks me out just a little bit, right? Secondly, like kind of frustrates me a little bit because it's like, wait a minute, isn't that a little extreme? Like all he did was you said speak and he struck, but, and now you're saying all this thing that he has worked for for 40 years, he's no longer going to get to experience it. And I think, man, that's frustrating. And yet, isn't that how burnout works? Because haven't we seen it? Time and time and time again, leaders, great leaders, men, men who have, who, have, who have led a business and led it well for years and years, pastors who have led churches and ministries and led them well for years and years, fathers who have led their families and, and have led their children and been husbands, but somehow something happens where, where this pressure begins to build in their lives to a point where then it just kind of comes out and doing something that was really not even within their character to do, and then they do that thing, they lash out, out, they have an affair, they make a mistake, they do some things that are a result of this, of all of this pressure and this burnout that leads them to lead, to lose all the things that they worked for, for all of those years. And if we're not careful, we can find ourselves in that place. In this pressure-filled world that we live in, if we don't heed the warnings of the scripture, we can also find ourselves burned out and even to the point of losing things that we have worked for for years. 
So what I want to do is I want to look at Moses' life for a minute. And I, I want to look at it from a little different angle. And I want to see this story a couple of reasons, really four reasons that I think Moses becomes burned out. And maybe we would be able to find a few of these in our lives as well if you're taking notes. The first one is simply this, is that Moses became burned out. And if you want to become burned out, here's, here's what you do. You just shrug off the losses. Everybody say, shrug off the losses. You just shrug it, shrug it off. When loss comes, when struggles come, when you have difficulties, you just kind of just put it to the side. In fact, this is what happens. Look at this in verse number one. If you're, if you're not careful, you will just read right past it. But I think it's so incredibly important to the thing that, that Moses struggled with in this story. In verse number one, in the first month, the whole Israelite community arrived at the desert of Zin and they stayed at Kadesh. And there, listen to this, Miriam died and was buried. Now you say, well, why is that important? I'll tell you why it's important. You, you know who Miriam was? Miriam was Moses' sister. Moses' sister had died. And all that is mentioned is six little words about it. Right in the, in the middle of this pressure situation, Moses has got these people that are complaining. He's trying to lead. They don't have any water. They don't have anything to eat. And right in the middle of that, his sister dies. And all that is mentioned is those six little words. I'm too busy leading. I don't have time to deal with that. I don't have time to grieve the loss because all of these people need me. And who has time to stop and to have grief? the thing that I've lost. And man, I think this is the life of so many of you in this room. Let me just tell you something. Life will bring losses. And man, sometimes we lose people and that, man, that makes, a, makes an impact upon our lives. But it's not, and it's not just though the people that have, that have passed away. I mean, there are other losses as well. Times when we lose relationships, we lose touch with people. Times when we have financial loss or times when maybe you lose a job or maybe, maybe it's the loss of some hopes and some dreams and some things that were so important to you. Or maybe it's just a whole bunch of little losses that add up to be something big in your life. And here's what we do. We say, well, man, life is too busy and there's too much to do and there's too much pressure to produce and I got to make more money and I got to do all of these things that I have to do in life. I don't have time to stop and grieve the things that have been lost in my life and if we don't stop to grieve, you know where it leads. It leads to a place of being burnt out. In fact, man, I can, I can relate to it. I, I remember it's been several years ago now where we experienced a deep, deep loss in our, in our ministry and in our family. And man, it was, it was something that was difficult to deal with. And and yet at the same time, I had like, it didn't just affect me, it affected the whole church. And so I had to be pastor and I had to lead and I had to make things happen. And, you know, everybody else got to kind of, you know, stop and grieve the, the loss that had happened. But man, I had to step up and I had to lead through the thing and I led through the thing and the church was good and the church was great, but I was messed up on the inside. I came to a place where I probably was closer than I've ever been to being burned out. I've told you the story before how I sat on the side of the bathtub in my in my bathroom and just tears coming down and talking to my wife and say, I can't do this anymore. And you know what? You know what the problem was? You know what led me to that place of almost being burned out, of almost quitting? It was the fact that there was loss, that there was grief that I had never dealt with. And if it wasn't for an amazing wife who helped me through that and incredible friends who walked me through it and even going to have several sessions with a counselor to deal with that grief that I had experienced and had gone through, I might have found myself doing things that would have been out of character and Cost, costing me all that we had worked for. 
And there are some of you that are here today and that's you. Like you have experienced some loss and maybe just maybe the reason you are on the edge all the time is because you've never taken that opportunity to slow down and let God bring the healing in your life. How do you become burned out? Here's what you do is you just shrug off the losses. Number two, write this one down. What did Moses do? How do you become burned out? You got to stay focused on the opinions of others. In fact, not only did Moses not deal with the loss, but Moses was focused on what everybody was saying. Check this out in verse number two. It says, now there was no water for the community and the people gathered in what? Everybody say this word, gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. I mean, you read the story and you think about Moses. Think about how he must have felt for a minute. Here's the guy who he didn't even wanna be really a leader, but God called him to be a leader, to lead these people out of, uh, of slavery. And he had led them well all of these years. And all that they did was complain. Wah, wah, wah. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Just imagine, no wonder he felt burned out. And here's what I gotta tell you is like, the truth is, not everybody's gonna like you. Everybody look at your neighbor, just point at him and say, not everybody's gonna like you. They're just not. In fact, this is the nature of leadership. If you've ever led anything, just listen to this. There are gonna be people who won't like the way you lead. They don't like why you did what you did or the way that you did it. Because you know what? It's always easier to sit on the sideline and poke shots at the ones that are leading than it is to actually roll up your sleeve and get in the game. Come on, right? And that's just the nature of leadership. But let me just tell you this. It's also just the nature of life. Like we live in a very opinionated society, right? I mean, just look at Facebook and you will see opinions everywhere. In fact, opinions are like armpits. Everybody's got them and most of them stink. Come on, right? It's Father's Day. That's my dad joke in honor of Father's Day today. And guess what? There's always going to be someone who doesn't like the way you're living, doesn't like the way you spend the money, doesn't like the way, you, the way you raise your kids or comb your hair, whatever it is that you do in life. And here's the deal. If you live your life, let me just tell you this. The quickest way to become burned out is to focus too much on what everybody else thinks about you. In fact, let me just tell you this. I don't know the way to happiness. I don't. Just to try to please everyone. If you're burned out today, maybe you look at your life and you realize maybe it's because I've been trying to please everyone and the only one that really matters is God. In fact, this is what, uh, this is what Paul said about it in Galatians 1 and verse 10. He says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Paul says, hey, if you want to be burned out, here's what you do. You live your life focused on what everybody else thinks. But if you want to be energized, you live your life focusing only on what does God think about your life how do we get burned out man Moses got burned out because he never stopped to grieve he got burned out because he was so focused on what everybody else thought number three write this down if you want to get burned out here's what you do you've got to begin to see yourself as irreplaceable now I'll tell you if you want to be burned out here's what you do you look at yourself and you think this I got to fix everything and everybody and if it's going to get done then I got to be the one to do it in fact, this is what happens with Moses. Check this out in verse 10. He and Aaron gathered the assembly together in front of the rock and Moses said to them, listen to this. He says, listen, you rebels, must we bring water from the rock? What is he saying? He's saying, man, I got to do everything around here. How many ever felt like that before, right? Like if it's going to get done, it's going to be because I did it. Like, man, I am God's gift to this workplace. How do they ever get anything done without me around here? Nothing would ever happen in my house if I didn't do it. Man, this church, they need me because I'm the only volunteer that's faithful and shows up on time. Come on. 
And I'm just waiting for them to give me an opportunity because I know I could do it better than the person that's doing it right now if they had just given me the opportunity because I am God's gift. Come on, right? And we laugh at that. But don't we get this attitude sometimes? And I'll tell you, this is what it'll lead to. It'll lead to a place of frustration which will lead to a place of anger, which will lead to a place of resentment. I'm the only one that can do it, and nobody else does it, nobody else cares as much as me, which will lead to a place of bitterness in your heart till eventually you are burned completely out. Man, I think about Elijah. You remember the story of Elijah and how he was depressed and burned out, and he sat under a tree, and he begged God basically just to take his own life. And what did he say when he was under that tree? He said, God, I'm the only one who still hasn't bowed my knee to Baal. And what did God say to him? Get up. You're not the only one. There's still 7,000 others. And don't we sometimes go, I'm the only one who can do anything in this house or in this church or in this whatever, in this family, whatever. And God goes, no, you're not. Moses, must I bring water from the rock? Man, I got news for Moses. Let me just tell you something. God was already taking care of the Israelites before Moses ever came along. And he would continue to take care of the Israelites long after Moses was ever gone. Come on. He didn't need Moses, but he chose in his goodness and his grace to use Moses as a part of his plan. And let me just tell you, if you're feeling burned out today because you're going, man, I'm the only one who does anything around here and whatever. Let me just tell you something. God don't need you, but he will use you if you will allow him to. And if you have this attitude that I got to do it all, I'm God's gift, then guess what? You're going to be resentful and burned out. But let me just tell you something. You're not God's gift, but the job that God has given you to do, that is his gift to you. Come on, I'm preaching better than y'all are amen today. How do you get burned out? Shrug off all the losses. Stay focused on what everybody else thinks. See yourself as irreplaceable. Number four, write this one down. Stop trying new things. How do you get burned out? You just stop, stop trying stuff that's new. In fact, this is what happens with, with uh, Moses. Th- think about this. Like, he, he, instead of listening to what God had said, God said, speak to the rock, he reverted back to what he had done before, and he struck the rock. And isn't this what we do when we get to a place of burnout? It's like we lose our sense of creativity. It's like we lose our sense of hearing and depending on what God has said. And we lose our sense of curiosity. And here's what we do instead. We just kind of revert back to what worked before. And how many Christians do I see? The reason you're burned out in your relationship with God is because you're still doing the same stuff that worked before. Maybe it worked before. Maybe that's what God said to do then. But maybe God is calling you to step out and do something new now. So you say, well, how do I, how do I overcome burnout? Like, how do I, in fact, don't just overcome it. Here's what we do. We learn how to prevent it. And what's so amazing is that I think in another story that we see with Moses, when God first calls Moses to be a leader, I think that God actually gives him kind of some clues to how to live a life that stays stays on fire. And it's pretty cool how it happens because it's in this story where Moses encounters God and he encounters encounters him in something I think is pretty symbolic, in a burning bush. The Bible says that it was a bush that was on fire but was not consumed in other words it was like he encountered God in a fire that did not burn out come on you see the symbolism there and in this story when God calls Moses I think he gives him some some clues 
kind of trying to caution him and warn him from what he knew might be coming. And in this story, I think we can just see four things and I'll hit them real quick about how to prevent burnout in your life. How many wanna know how to prevent burnout, right? All right, all right, write them down. Number one, here's what you gotta do. You gotta walk with God. Everybody say walk with God. You gotta walk with God. This is what happens with Moses. God speaks to him in the burning bush. He says, I want you to lead my people out. And Moses goes, man, I can't do it. I don't know if I have what it takes. I don't really want to be a leader. I can't do it on my own. And look what God says to him. Look at this in, in, verse, in Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, look at these words. He said, I will, what? I will be with you. Here's the key is that you walk with God, that you realize that, hey, I can't do this on my own. I've got to walk in his strength and I've got to walk at his, at his pace and in his timing. In fact, I love the way Jesus says it like this in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. He says, those of you that are burned out, here's what I want you to do. I want you to come to me, all you who are weary and those who are burdened. And here's what I'll do. I'll give you what? Everybody say the word. I'll give you rest. And then look what he says. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And now how many know what, what a yoke is? Come on, raise your hand if you know what a yoke is. No, I'm not talking about the yellow thing in the eggs. All right. That's my second Father's Day dad joke for the day. All right. A yoke was this. A yoke was a harness that they would put on oxen. And the purpose of the harness was twofold. First of all, that when they would harness the two oxen together, they, they were stronger, they could pull more weight. Secondly though, is there would always be one oxen that would try to outpace the other oxen that would try to go faster than the other one. And so they would harness them together so that they would go at the same pace. And here's what Jesus says, if you wanna keep from being burned out, if you wanna have rest for your soul, here's what you do. You come to him, you walk with him, you spend time with him. Then he says, you put his yoke upon you. And here's the reason for that is because you can't handle it on your own. But when you connect yourself yoked together to his strength, then his strength becomes your strength. And many of you, that's you today. You're burned out because you're trying to do things in your own strength. And Jesus says, come connected to me. Take my yoke upon you. Let my strength carry you in those areas of your life. Some of you are burned out because you're trying to go at a faster pace than what God wants you to go. And you're frustrated because why isn't my family there? Why isn't my business there? Why isn't my ministry where I want it to be? And here's what he says. The reason you're burned out is because you're trying to go too fast. Take my strength and walk at my pace. You walk with God. How do you prevent burnout? Number two, write this down. You know, you're not just going to walk with God. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to operate in your gifts. Moses says, I don't know if I can go. God says, I'll be with you. Moses says, how are they going to know that you sent me? And God says to Moses, what's that in your hand? And Moses looks down and he sees he's got a, a staff in his hand. And what did that staff represent? That represented his gift. The gift that God had given him to use to lead the people. And as long as he was operating with that gift that God had given him, then he would be able to move forward in power and in strength. But when he tried to do it outside of that gift, see, here's the deal for most people that get burned out. The reason you're getting burned out is because you're trying to do things that are outside of the gifting that God has given you in your life. I'm trying to be somebody else. 
trying to measure up what I see on Instagram, trying to walk in somebody else's shoes. Remember David when he was going to fight Goliath? He said, I can't take Saul's armor because it doesn't fit me. It's too heavy. And here's the problem. Many of us, we're walking in gifts that were not fitted for us. We're trying to walk in somebody else's gifts, trying to do what somebody else is doing. And after a while, man, you can walk like that for a while, but after a while, it gets heavy and it burdens you down. And David said, I can't take Saul's armor. I got to do what I know, my slingshot. And I know it's not normal armor, but this is the gift that God has given me. And if you want to keep from being burned out, stop trying to be somebody else and start living in the giftings that God has given you. Operate in your gift. Number three, write this one down. Here's what you're going to do. If you're going to, if you're going to keep from being burned out, you're going to have to get out of what's comfortable. Moses goes, well, I don't know if I can do it. I don't speak very well. I st- 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 stutter, you know. And here's, here's what was happening was that it wasn't that Moses didn't have that gift. It was that that wasn't comfortable for Moses. And many of us, here's the, here's the reason that we're all burned out is because we've gotten to a place where we're just comfortable. I'm just going to hang out here. I'm just going to do what I've always known. And you know what? After a while, it just kind of gets blah. And if you want to invigorate yourself with a new passion, here's what you do. You step out into things that are maybe a little uncomfortable for you. In fact, let me just ask you, when was the last time you took a significant step of faith outside of what is comfortable for you right now? I'm telling you, too, that when you get to that place where you're stepping out of what's comfortable and you're depending on God more, it will bring a passion. It will stir something inside of you that will never be stirred as long as you're just sitting where you're at. Man, you got to step out of what's comfortable. Then the last one is this. You just don't go alone. Everybody say, don't go alone. Moses goes, I can't do it. And God gets kind of frustrated with Moses. Like he's already said, how are they going to know? And what am I going to do? And I don't speak well and I'm not good enough. I can't do it. Moses, God gets frustrated. But then this is what he says. He says, here's what I'll do. I'll send Aaron to go with you. Now I know God was frustrated with, with Moses, but I don't ever believe that God intended for Moses to go by himself. He sent someone with him. The reason some of us get worn out emotionally is because we're trying to handle stuff on our own that we were never meant to handle on our own. In fact, you see this throughout Moses' life over and over and over again. You see that, that there's Aaron with him. Then you see another time where Moses is about to get burned out. I mean, this is a theme in his life. He's about to get worn out because he's trying to deal with all this stuff. And God sends his father-in-law, a guy named Jethro. Everybody say Jethro. I just like that word, that name, Jethro. I mean, it sounds like it comes from Alvarado or something, you know. <laughs> you're from Alvarado. I love you. I love you. (laughs) And Jethro says, you can't do this on your own. Think about another time when Moses is getting burned out. The Bible says that as long as Moses kept his hands up in the air, that they would win the battle, but his arms are getting tired and they start to fall down. And God sends two guys, Aaron and Hur. Hur was actually a guy, okay? And hold his arms up. And as long as they held his arms up, they won the battle. And so many of you getting burned out because you're trying to live this life on your own. Man, this is what we're all about at LifeGate. It's to help you to passionately find, discover what God has called you to do and who he's called you to be. You talk about walking with God. That's why we have Sunday morning services. So that every Sunday you come in and you get a connection with God. That's why you talk, talk about not going alone. That's why we have life groups so that you can get into a life group. You talk about, talk about having uh, operating in your gifts. That's why we do Life Track, which today is step three that's happening during the 11 o'clock service that you can get in there and discover what your gifts are so that you're finding a place to serve and a place to, a place to be used in the, in the kingdom and the 
glory of God. I'm just telling you over and over and over and over again, if you will walk with God and you will operate in your gifts and if you will step out in faith and if you will surround yourself with godly people that God will infuse new life and passion in your heart. 